the Holy Spirit to swing real low this morning into our very presence. 
We invite him. We welcome him. Praise the name of the Lord. Maybe we can sing uh, him together. Down from his glory, every living story, my God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Down from his glory, ever living story, my God and Savior came, and Jesus was his
can stand together we'll just go to prayer this morning in this atmosphere of worship and praise unto our Lord Jesus Christ Heavenly Father we worship you this morning we love you we adore you we're thankful for you Father for your great and wonderful plan of redemption Lord oh God, thou great being that has no beginning and no ending, you are our Father, and we come to you this morning, Lord. We come to you humbly, Father with thankfulness in our hearts, O God. We have such gladness in our souls, O God. For you came to us, O Lord, and revealed yourself to us, Lord, and put an anchor in our lives, O God. And you're a light, Lord, unto our pathway, and you established our going, Lord. What a friend we have in you, Lord Jesus. What a friend we have in you, Jesus. We're thankful, O God. Thankful for your presence, Lord. And I pray this morning, Lord, that each and every one that has joined with us for this service, Father, that the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit would just anoint and envelop and fill, O God, every person Every individual, every life, Lord, from the young to the old, Lord. Oh, God, that you could minister unto us, Lord. We're hungry for you, Lord. We're hungry for more of you, Father. We need you, Lord. We need your hand in our lives. We need your word, Lord. We need the revelation of your word, Lord. Speak to us, Father. Anoint our brother Tom, Lord God. We appreciate him, Lord. Pray you'll just take that vessel and use him for your glory, Lord. For the edification of the body of Christ, Father. Heal the sick in our midst, Lord. Your sick children, Father. Touch them, Lord. Heal them, O God. Your children, Lord, around the globe, Father, that are suffering, Lord. Remember Brother Ron Spencer this morning, Lord. Quicken our brother, Father. Touch him, O God. Strengthen him, Lord Jesus. He's gone through a mighty battle, Father. Pray that you'll just strengthen him to keep pressing on, Lord. Grant it, O God, we pray. We just commit all things to you, Father. Commit this service unto you, Lord. Take control. Have preeminence, Lord Jesus. We ask this in 
the precious and holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Have the preeminence that you desire. You can have your seats this morning. Just want to greet you, everyone, each and every one, and pray that God will bless you richly. Have the preeminence that you desire in our lives. Oh, in our lives. Yes, have the preeminence that you desire in our lives. Oh, in our lives. Work with our hands, speak with our lips, and see with our eyes, and walk with our together once more. Oh, yes, and have the preeminence that you desire in our lives, in our lives. Lord, have the preeminence that you our desire. Amen. Hallelujah. I've been thinking of a song that I'd like to sing with you. We have the chorus and I believe we have the verses now too. So just key of D, just any day now, our Lord is coming. I remember a man that sang this song many, many years ago. He was uh, confined to a wheelchair and he visited the little church in Greentall, where Brother Gunther was a pastor and where I was raised, and the deacons had to help him up on the platform in the wheelchair. They lifted him up, he and his wife, and when he began to sing, there was such an anointing, and I've always remembered that, it was Brother, Brother Jimmy Gillette. He sang with great fervency. And this is one of the songs he sang, and I'd like to sing it with you this morning and teach you the verses. Excuse me for getting emotional, but it's just very real to me this morning. Just any day now, our Lord is coming. He'll be returning for you and me. Oh, I've 
been watching and I've been waiting just any day now his face I'll see let's sing verse one each time I stop and take the time to look around me I see the signs of his appearing everywhere the things he said would come to pass are now before us oh and i feel a strange excitement in the air oh just any day now our lord is coming he'll be returning for you and me oh and i've been watching yes i've been waiting just any day now his face i'll see verse 2 Oh, there's this longing in my heart for His appearing. I'll gladly leave behind these trials here below. For this journey has been long and I'm so weary. But Lord, somehow I feel I'm so much closer home Just any day now Our Lord is coming He'll be returning For you and me Yes, I've been watching I've been waiting Can we sing that first verse again together? Oh, and each time I stop and take the time to look around me, I see the signs of His appearing everywhere. The things He said would come to pass are now before us. Oh, and I strange excitement in the air oh just any day now our Lord is coming he'll be returning for you and me and I've been watching yes I've been waiting the next hand you shake could be the hand of the Savior. I'm not sure what the key is, but... Oh, the next hand you shake could be the hand of the Savior. The next step you take could be on streets of purest gold. 
trusting that you're feeling it as well. Maybe we can sing as our brother Tom would come. Longing, longing for Jesus. I have a longing in my heart for him. We desire for more of Jesus. Amen. More and more and more. Longing, longing for Jesus. that one more time but I don't want you to sing it as you are looking at me at the pulpit I want you to sing it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ that is very present here this morning as in your room that is next to you right now and just lift up your heart and lift up your hands to him and just say I'm longing for you Lord how appropriate with the message that I have on my heart for you this morning 
So maybe we could just sing it one more time. Don't sing it as a formality. Sing it as something that's real. You don't have to pen anything down. You just have to just open up your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I'm just longing, longing in my heart, longing for you. Let's just sing it together now. Longing, longing for Jesus. I have a longing in my heart for Him, just to be near Him, to feel His presence. I have a longing in my bow our heads. Heavenly Father, as we start to dedicate this Sunday morning, this resurrection morning to you, I'm praying that the unusual presence of God that is so strong this morning will be with each and every one, Lord. That we wouldn't get caught up in necessarily what the man is speaking, but what the word is saying. I'm praying, God, for everyone that will hear this morning, not only now, but in the future ahead. There would be time, Lord. Seeing the events unfolding the way they're unfolding and the times being the times that we're in, there comes a time when time will be no more. There's going to be a people that put it on a body change. We are believing that we are that group of people. And so, Lord, if we join together, we join to see you high and lifted up in all your glory. Through the glorious unveiling, through a messenger that's come to declare the glory of God. And this great unveiling that will catch a waiting bride away. So would you bless each and every one? May the word, Lord, be in due season for your children. And may, Father God, you speak to each and every one individually. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, God bless you all. We greet you in the precious and wonderful name of our, Jesus, of our Lord Jesus Christ. To you, especially, uh, greetings from our pastor. Brother Biscal to each and every one of you, and we have a special greetings from Brother Biscal to Brother Caleb Frey, who is in a sound booth this morning. And uh, I didn't know whether uh, Brother Biscal would be connected by the way of, of the Zoom or not, but he wanted to be sure, Brother Caleb, that you would be greeted to think that you haven't been in church for 11 months. Yes. And Brother Ed is on the Zoom. Do you see him, Caleb? He's waving at you. He, there he is. Sister Ruth. Uh, you wanna, amen. Greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, Caleb. Uh, I, I respect, he's, I'm one, I don't even know what to call him, a grandson-in-law or to be, or I don't know what we call him. And it would be Brother Biscoll, Sister Biscoll's great son-in-law. 
But uh, you got to love a girl to be locked up in a room for 14 days so that you can come to church for a moment. And and Caleb's been uh, quarantined for 14 days to, to be here and be with Sister Hannah and the family. So we deem it a, a great time to have you here, Brother Caleb. God bless you. May God grant to you the, the desires of your heart. I know that would be Brother Biscoll's prayer for you, that God would grant to you and Sister Hannah just a life of joy and happiness and peace in the Holy Ghost as you start and begin to start your journey ahead. Amen. Well, we, you know, we, we used to, I guess when I went to Sunday school, my mom and dad used to drop me off. They never went, but I went for a few times. And they used to have this little plastic cake. And in the cake, they would drop a coin in if it was your birthday and everything. And Sister Eleanor Drake has had a milestone. Yes, Sister Eleanor, happy birthday to you from the church at Cloverdale Bible Way. Amen. We're so blessed to have had you within our assembly. You've been a a great sister in the faith. You've been a handmaiden of the Lord. You've been an honor to the gospel. And we would love the Lord just to crown you more with more of his grace and love and mercy. We love you dearly. And may God give you strength until we get raptured together. God bless you. Amen. You mean so much to us. Amen. Well, this is Sunday. This is our day. This is, uh, this is the bride's day. It's our, our time to, to rejoice in the goodness of God. I believe that the message is a love affair. Uh, I don't have to scold my wife to tell her how much she should love me. And, uh, she doesn't do that to me. It's a natural, a natural draw. And I have a natural love, a great love, for a wonderful lady that has stood with me these many years. And I I trust that we can be as faithful to the Lord Jesus as we come into relationship with this one that we have become to know in a greater way. As I've been expressing over the last little while when Benjamin Franklin grabbed that kite and he grabbed that key and there was electricity made he said i got it and a historian said he didn't know what he had and and someday jesus came by her away and he found me and i said i got him i got him i remember i remember one of my first statements to my mom and dad when i first got saved they looked on my face i didn't look any different than the few hours i'd left earlier to go to church but I guess something happened, Brother Nathan, and they looked on me and said, what happened to you? And I said, well, I got saved. And uh, they didn't know what saved was, and I hardly knew, but I knew I got it. I knew I got it, but I didn't know what I got. And then as time has unfolded and the message has unfolded, the reality of rapture is becoming real and the future home is upon us. I just want it to become more real when I can say to you this morning, I got it. And I trust every one of you can say this morning, I got it, Brother Tom. I got it. We're at the end of time. I got it. I'm getting ready for a rapture change. I got it. And I'm not unnecessarily a subject preacher. I take a subject and and as Brother Tim says, well, I'll leave it to the other brothers. Well, everybody has their own gift. Brother John has a gift. Brother Michael has his gift. Brother Biscal, of course, has his great gift. Um, We all have our gifts. And they come out different ways, like the wise men. One saw frankincense, one saw gold, one saw myrrh. 
As we said over the years, the one that saw gold, he might, he might go over to frankincense a bit, but his main theme is gold. That's all I see is deity. That's all I see is, and frankincense and service. He's gonna preach service. You gotta serve the king. You gotta serve, that's his anointing. That's his, that's his message. But we've been given a message by a messenger for a rapture change. It's not pointing to William Branham. It's not pointing to a man. And yet we love the prophet. We love the messenger. We love the dedication. We love this message with all our heart. But he came to cause us to have relationship and fellowship with the Father. And that's what I like to speak on a little bit this morning. And it, it might, I don't know exactly how it'll all go. And Sometimes you might say it looks same simple, but sometimes it's not. The simple things are more profound, and then we think some things are profound, and they're very simple. And so if we just have our hearts open this morning, and we ask the Lord Jesus to come and make his word real to us, I believe we'll have a special time around the word of God. We've sung, and we thank you musicians for being at your post of duty, as always. They've been, uh, we've been blessed to hear their gifts, and they're blessed to be able to come to church. <laughs> uh, we don't have church this evening up at the camp. Apparently, they've got a big snowfall up there. The roads are treacherous, so we only have really one service today. And so I'll take my time, and you pull from wherever you are, and and I'll just just look to the Lord and try to be as sensitive as I can. And let's look into the Word of God. I'd like to turn, if you have your Bibles and you want to stand, that's fine. I, I've been... It, it's, it's amazing. I've been speaking on my time and speaking on your time and... Finally got into eternity to eternity. So that, that breaks time. And so now we're going to speak eternity to eternity again. I'm not really interested in time, but I am in a sense because in, in time, time is that space where God deals with us individually. Space time. Brother Bram uses the word space time and it's, it's actually a phrase that Einstein actually uses time-space, space-time. And it's actually a four-dimensional concept. And we live in a three-dimensional world as such, and or if we look at a tree or we look at some place, and that's, that's, that's space. For example, it's, I just want you to get, just get with me here. If I say, let's meet at the tree... Well, that's space. That's time. That's space. But you could go to that tree, but you don't have a time. So time would be, I'll meet you at noon. So that's time. So you go to the tree, space, time. Is that a certain time? I'll meet you at the tree. I could give you a time. I said, I'd like to meet you at noon, but you don't know where. So you need to know where to meet me in time. And so then I'd say, well, would you meet me at my office? Well, now you're making a space. And space is dimensional by length, breadth, breadth and width. So that's your three dimensions. So there's space-time. And space-time came from the fall of man. 
And we took that over a period of services. In the beginning, Brother Bram said, that was when time started. So then there's a space time. There's space time between in the beginning to when we get raptured. So in that time, from Adam and Eve to when we go to our heavenly home, that is that space and time we're dealing with and we've preached within space time. Now, I don't know whether that was complicated or not. It wasn't too complicated for me, so I hope it wasn't too complicated. We're in space time. But there's going to be a time when there'll be time no more. And that's when Brother Bram says he'll pull that great chain because he said in eternity, eternity was a circle and he, and he made it like a chain. I want you to, we're just laying a little part here before we start reading. Chain and then then sin came in and it started a gap in that chain. And so one day, Brother Bram said he's going to pull all the redeemable, all those that are tied in blood to that chain, pull the chain and make it eternity again. And so in this space time, we're wrapping up. We're coming to the end of time. So I want our young people to realize that, our children to understand that. And there's going to be children in a rapture. There's going to be teenagers in a rapture. There's going to be older people in a rapture. The rapture will cover all of the redeemed and take us home to be with him. Because there's something within all of our hearts. And this is called fellowship. God loves fellowship. And I would like to speak on fellowship. And being brought then back to perfection to have perfect fellowship with our Father. I'd like you to turn please to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And I'd like to read verse 14 together. There's nowhere to go. Snow is outside. Roads are terrible in most places. So we're just locked in. And we'll try to lock into this little space of time. And by God's grace, reach into that eternal realm of God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. Bible says, for by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. We could probably just speak about this scripture for time and eternity. This is tremendous scripture. I like to read it very slowly one more time. Because I want you to actually think now. Don't don't try and get ahead of me. Don't try and 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 think things out. Maybe the Holy Spirit, if it gets a thought to you, write it out. That's fine. But try and stay within focus. Stay within focus. For by one offering, he hath perfected, perfected forever them that are sanctified. Them that God chose to set aside. That's what sanctified means. To set aside. Brother Ram said, now, sanctification is setting aside, like picking up a glass, being justified, then 
picking up that glass, washing out that glass, sanctifying, getting it ready for service. But here, Paul writes in Hebrews that you are the sanctified, those that God already had in his mind before time started to the sanctified. Because he had to bring us to perfection because he is perfection. Jesus Christ is perfection. So there's only one way that he can bring us to perfection is by this one offering. I want you to take a look at this now. For by one offering, he has perfected forever. That's not just for today, tomorrow. I've got to do something for my or earn this next week. Once and for all, you have been perfected by this one offering. Jesus Christ at Calvary. You've been perfected, Brother Tim, not for just this morning, but forever. For those that God had set aside in his mind, the set aside one, God came down to redeem fallen man because he loved fatherhood, Brother Branham said. He loves fellowship. So he made that offering to those that are the set aside, those that are the redeemed. Let's pray one more time. Heavenly Father, just a little basic foundation before reading. I pray now, Lord, that you will take the context, the text, the whole thought this morning and bring us, Lord Jesus, to your feet that we could see you in all your beauty and all your holiness. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have your seats. God bless you. Brother Brenham makes the statement, and I will get into it later on in the message. And we were speaking about how that God, in the greatness of what he is, could not reveal himself in that state. So God had to come down, fashion himself a body, and had to come and be the seed of the woman and had to go to Calvary and, and die and, and hang on the cross to sanctify his children. What was the thought of God? Because he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. The thought of God is, I want to dwell with my family. I want to have fellowship with my family. I want to bring them to myself. So God, in his goodness, in his mind, realized that when sin came, all the attributes of God, of course, which never caught God by surprise, when sin came, all the attributes of God started to be, or was to be manifested. So the Bible says that he is our, he's the Alpha. He is the Omega. We're talking about Almighty God. We're talking the one that called you. We're talking the one that always had you in his mind. This omnipotent God is letting you know that he has perfected you forever. 
forever. Satan comes because that is his duty. That is his job. That's what he wants to do. He wants to beat you down. He wants to tell you you're no good. You're not going to make the rapture. You're not the elect of God. Whenever the devil tells you a statement such as that, and it's so elementary in its thought, but it's so surprising how people believe those kinds of thoughts, is that he's a liar to begin with, so he can't tell the truth. So anytime he tells you you're not, that means you are. And so this morning, I just want to ground you into in the faith to realize, saints of God, he did not call you to live out these times and years just to live at Clo- and come to Cloverdale Bible Way. God has a greater purpose in calling you, redeeming you, sanctifying you, setting you aside. Because... Like myself, and I, I believe that every one of us, we love the fellowship of the saints. We love to be around one another. But when we get the idea of the fellowship of God, God is really wanting to give you of himself. God wants to give himself to you. Again, laying a foundation. These things, Jesus said, I have spoken unto you in Proverbs, John 16 and 25. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in parables, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. And if there's been any generation that God has spoken plainly to, has been this generation by a son of man revealing the son of man. So God, knowing that there would become a time when he doesn't talk to us anymore in parables, but God is going to speak to us from his word. I'll show you plainly of my father at that day verse 26 says at that day you shall ask in my name and i say unto not unto you that i will pray the father for you for the father himself loveth you i want you to understand that saints of god because you are sons And daughters of God. How many remember where Brother Bram said. And he said in the communion message. The last message he will speak. He said it came a time. And that I realized I'm no longer now. The son of Ella and Charles Branham. But now I'm a son of God. So now the realization isn't. I hope to be a son of God. No, you were the sanctified ones from the beginning. You were always in God's mind. And now he's going to speak to us very plainly through a messenger, especially in this age. It's not veiled. It's unveiled. The mighty God unveiled before us. At that day, Brother Bram said so often, this day, this day, at that day is this day. For the Father himself, and you can read with me, loveth you. 
that you can say the Father himself, the great Elohim, the Alpha, the Omega, the mighty God who came down in a blood cell and became the seed of a woman. That God that was so great could become so small that he could be birthed into a world to redeem you and I as sons and daughters of God. What is he saying to you now plainly? I love you. For the Father himself loveth you. Because you love me. And have believed that I come from God. I came forth from the Father. And I've come into the world. Again I leave the world. And I go to the Father. I don't think it's too much of a stretch in anybody's mind. That if you are eternal. And you always were a thought of God. You always were the sanctified of God. You are perfected by the word of God. That it's not a stretch within your mind. That I've come from the Father. I've dwelt in this world. In time. And I'm going back to my Father. I just trust. I can see your lips moving. Amen. Amen. Jesus came from the Father, stepped into time, and will step out of time into eternity. Let me help you with this parable. Let's speak to you plainly. Brother Branham says in Kinsman Redeemer, he says, you don't know why I love Joanne. He doesn't say that, but I'll just say it this morning because it's that kind of that day. And she doesn't know why she loves me. But Brother Branham said, you stepped out of eternity. Step into time and you will go back to eternity together. Hallelujah. That's what I want for you to catch this morning in this little thought. We are in time, but we understand that time shall be no more. And we're living at that sliver and we're getting ready just to step over. Across the river to the great change of the body, the rapture that we're ready to go in. This great union time. I trust we're taking it slow enough. So then for Esther, let's say Sister Esther, all the way from China. And then we got Brother Victor. And we have Brother Victor and uh, all the way from Nigeria. And the different ones and... And Aria, all the way from Nigeria into Canada. How, how did that all come about that we would all be joined together? I would say the great plan of God knows how to lead his children. And they that are the sons and daughters of God are led of his spirit. And I say to you this morning once again, the father himself Loves you. That's, that's a, you know, we get a lot of people that try and preach on love. But it's so vast and so eternal. 
we can only scratch the surface of what love is. We have a mental concept of love. But when we say God is love, then who understands God? The great infinite one, the great I am. We can touch it. We can speak on it. John the beloved spoke on it and it's rich and it's wonderful. But all in all, saints of God, we need to come to the realization that the love of God is directed at who I'm looking at this morning and those that are listening on the way of the internet, that the Lord Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus himself saying, for the Father himself loveth you. You might not understand or maybe comprehend that kind of love, but it so surpasses the filio and it goes into the agapo part of what God is. And I don't have time to go into that this morning. So then there came a time and, 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 and we understand that Brother Bradham said time started in the beginning. In the beginning. That's when time started. And we've learned through the astronomers. We've learned about the Milky Way. About disc-shaped galaxies. To which our sun belongs to. And that there's hundreds of billions of stars and hundreds of billions of, of universes and galaxies. And time goes on. And our great God, who is the fountain of love, knows every one of those stars by name. Now that boggles the mind already. But that God that knows every star that are billions upon billions is a God that loves you individually this morning. And we have to really come down to the point. Brother Branham said if there's one going, he would go to Calvary for that one. And then you or I have to come to the realization, Lord, you loved me that much. That's a love. That is amazing. So now we've learned that in the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth. He created the Milky Way, galaxies untold, suns, and Michael spoke on it. I've spoken on it. Brother Tim spoken on it. Brother Biscal over the years has spoken on it. Scientists say there's hundreds of billions of other galaxies in this great universe. How do we understand that kind of God? But if we can understand this one concept, that Jesus said the Father loves you, then if he's got his eyes on those that he has set aside, and now we're coming to the end of time. He loved Adam, he loved Eve. He loved Abraham, he loved Sarah. He loved Rebecca and Isaac and Jacob. He loved Israel. He loved his own. But now we've got through seven ages and we're going through time very quickly. We're just going through 6,000 years so quick. And at the end of the seven church ages, at the end of time, he delayeth no longer. We're coming to the end of time. And how many messages does he use the word time? How many times does a prophet use the word 
time. Brother Bram said, now this great chain of perfection. Now I want you to remember now, Brother Bram only looks at God as perfect because God is perfection. So he says, the great chain of perfection was broken by time space, was broken by the space of time from in the beginning to the end, to the amen of the book of Revelation. That's your time space. Time came because of sin. So let's draw a picture of time. And let's see a perfect circle forever and ever and ever and ever, that circle. Then all at once, sin dropped down and caused a gap. And that's the gap we're talking about. God, by His sovereign grace, someday is going to lift the gap back to that perfect circle. Isn't that that poetic? That He's going to one day lift that gap of time back into that eternal circle. Now listen what He says here. She rolls on the same. Why? It's Jesus was from eternity to eternity. But he stepped into time space and was made flesh, came through here in order to sanctify. I want you to remember that scripture. For by one offering, he had perfected forever them he sanctified. So if God has sanctified you, you are perfected forever. So he came here, Brother Branham said, to sanctify you. He he stepped into time space, made flesh in order to sanctify and put the streak of blood across the place or across the gap. Because God can only see you through the blood. God, the great eternal, is looking down on this great circle of perfection. And there's a gap there. But he couldn't see sin. He wants to see his sanctified as the sanctified to those that have received the blood. He sees you through the streak. And he sees you red on red As your prophet taught you, you're white. You are the sanctified and perfected of God. You might not believe it, but my father who says he loves me is telling me I stepped into time, space, put on a body, went to Calvary, died for my bride to sanctify her, to bring her back into perfection again. What a God we serve. Blood. He streak of blood over this place to re- redeem you. And now I want you to catch this. Sherry, I want you to catch this. He not only came to sanctify you. He came not only to redeem you. But he came to connect himself, you To himself. God has come to connect you back to God again for all eternity. He dwelt 
with his thoughts. Your thoughts have become manifested. The manifested thoughts have become sanctified. He's washed you in the blood. And now we are going to dwell with our king forever. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Amen. He loves me. At that day, you will know. For my father himself, Jesus said, loves you. He came not only to step into time space to sanctify you, but to connect you back to God again. He stepped into time space. Now this time is like a little loop. He looped down. Jesus came from eternity. He stepped into time, made flesh to sanctify. He put a streak across. He's redeemed it. He'll connect it back again for all eternity and all times done. We're living at that season. We're living in this hour. God started it here. He started the circle. Made the gap came. He didn't make the, the gap came. God started there. He's perfect. Everything he said was perfect. Everything he does is perfect. So everyone he calls and sanctifies is perfect. Because God can only be perfection. So everything he does is what? Perfect. Perfect. Some of you got family around you. You can turn to one another. You can say, hello, perfection. My Bible says he calls me perfect. He sanctified those that are perfect or perfected, not for, oh, you've got to clean up and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. If you love the one that loves you, you're willingly want to let these things go. My, my, oh my. I thought now I put myself, I put a spot here, now I'll start preaching. Maybe I'll take a drink of water before I start preaching. In the message called Fellowship by Redemption. Oh, I love it. I wish I I could have a tape recorder here and, and play it for you rather than me screaming out. Brother Brown cries out. He said, oh God, send us preachers today that will stand on the foundation of God. Call out to the sinner, the man and the woman. The way home is through the blood. And that's what I want to say to you this morning. There's nothing else you need to do but come to the blood of Jesus Christ and let him sanctify your life. Where are those preachers that will preach a message? You need to get saved. You need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost himself to have communion with him. He said, oh, God, give us preachers that will stand on the foundation. Call out sinner man. Call out the woman. Say that the way home is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's the only way. Not talk about it. Not talk about it. Tell a nice story about it, but preach it. God, rich in mercy, left the splendors of glory, came down, overshadowed a woman, came in the sea, 
made the egg, got a body, died on a cross. Who for? You. Who for? Me. God rich in mercy. God rich in love. God had the lamb slain. It was the blood for Adam. Brother Bram said he threw down the carpet of redemption. Think about it, Brother Ken. We've, we, I got it, but we didn't know we really got it. We knew we got it, but we didn't know we got it. Adam was given a, a, a blanket to walk across of redemption, of bleeding skins. And those skins was bleeding for him, bleeding for Eve. Bleeding. Brother Bram said it was blood from Adam. It was blood for Isaac. It was blood for Israel. It's blood for you. And it's blood for me. It's the blood of the Lamb. What is he wanting? To sanctify the redeemable. And to bring them back to perfect fellowship with the Father. My God. And Savior came. And Jesus was his name. He said the only way back, Oren, the only way back to God. The only way is through the blood that you can have fellowship with God one more time. Adam could only come back to God through the shed blood. But that was a blood that covered sin. We have a blood that annihilates sin. All right, I saw some of you are waving, some of you are fist pumping. Amen. I see you. I'm watching you, Michael. Don't you worry. I see you in the corner. I see you, Debbie. I got you. This blood speaketh better things than the blood of Abel's sacrifice. This blood sanctifies you. This blood annihilates sin in your life. This blood makes you perfect. This blood lets you have fellowship with the Father. This blood is going to rapture you. This bleeding word is going to catch you and take you away. This blood. Amen. God made a way of redemption. The way back is through the blood so that you and I can have fellowship with the Father. God had to slay an innocent lamb or sheep. I want you to understand the power of the blood of Christ. Brother James, the power of it. When Satan so had us gripped by Laodicea and sin, born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come into the world speaking lies. We are a product of Laodicea. We didn't know even how to think or who was God. But God, rich in mercy, took that grip that Satan had on you and loosed him from you that you could have fellowship with the Father, not just in thought form. But in worship form, in body form, in manifestation form, God sent the blood back to us so that we could have fellowship with 
the Father. I looked up, I looked up when Solomon dedicated the temple. How many sheeps and how many auction, oxens were killed. They said there was so much blood shed that day at the dedication of the temple that the priests were wading in the blood up to their knees. And all that blood only covered man's sin. But there was this man, Christ Jesus, this God of glory, who came down and formed himself a body, died on the cross, and that blood, that blood never covers your sin. Doesn't cover your sin, Sister Rena. It annihilates your sin. It annihilates it so much that God says you are perfection. My, isn't that marvelous? We look at ourselves, get up in the mirror, brush our teeth, shave our, some, uh, the men shave their face. <laughs> and the ladies, of course, they don't shave their face. But they brush their teeth and they look at themselves and say, Oh, what a failure. Oh, how I fall so short. No, the blood did not come for you to see your failures. The blood came to annihilate your failures, to annihilate your sin, to annihilate your mistakes. Everything you've done... All you have to say, Lord, forgive me. Brother, forgive me. Sister, forgive me. No, I won't. God does. God does. God does. Now the problem is your problem. If God does, I think we need to forgive one another. I I believe you got to look at one another perfect and sanctified and set aside by Almighty God. Have we gone this far? Where Brother Branham said to this one man, he didn't even love that man. Or that man didn't even love Brother Branham. He hated Brother Branham. And he came up to the prophet and said, I love you, prophet. I love you. And the brother with Brother Branham said, hmm. The man went away. He said, Brother Branham, you know that man doesn't love you. Oh, he says, that's just a trial before the foundation of the world. And that was a man that didn't love Brother Branham. But we have one another that love each other, ask for forgiveness, and now we've got to prove ourselves. And that's not Bible. Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. Oh, and Jesus, Paul writes in Hebrews 12 and 24, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood And to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. And now here I just want to go back to the Aramaic. I'll go to the diaglot and I'll go to uh, the amplified. I'll break it right down. Now Jesus who is the mediator of the New Testament. What is he doing? By the shedding of his blood. He is now uniting God with man. 
the Holy Ghost was released at Calvary. The promise, go tarry in Jerusalem and you shall be endued with power from on high. Now what's he doing? He's causing a union to take place. God and man becoming what? Can you go like this? That's it. God and man becoming what? One. Is God perfect? Amen. Then if that God is living in you and that God that's living in me and we are the sanctified or set aside of God. You say, well, I can't be perfect. Of course you can't. Nobody even at this pulpit would ever say you can make yourself perfect. But I'll tell you one thing that can make yourself perfect. The blood of Jesus Christ can make you perfect. We're coming to a time where now this mediator, this Jesus, under this covenant, under this shedding of blood, isn't not just annihilating sin. He's uniting himself with God and man again. Everything Adam lost, this Adam restores. Think about it now. Everything that Adam lost, the second Adam restores. He's uniting God and man together. That they, the Greek says, now become divinely intimate. So now it's just beyond, oh, how are you? I fellowship, I like you, I love you. But the Greek goes into more depth into this fellowship. He said, I'm fellowshipping with God. That fellowship means you're having divine intimacy. God wants divine intimacy. Not to just say, oh, Jesus loves me. Or just to say, William Branham was Malachi 4. Malachi 4 was introducing us to our husband. Because there was going to become a union. There was going to be an intimacy that was going to be needed. And it had to be the word itself to bring us back to the word. Brother Biscoll said something years ago. Maybe some of you wrote it down and Meaning that I'm now getting older, I'll remember. And I love it, Brother Ed, how you preached on it. And you said, before the blood came, it was word. And I thought, that is a tremendous statement. Before there was blood, the blood was word. In the beginning was the word. And so now that blood was in the word. And that blood had to manifest to sanctify a people, to perfect the people. So now a word comes in this generation and a prophet says an invisible union, this divine intimacy. Think about it now. The divine intimacy that this is the bleeding word that's washing a people. Oh, my, my, my. I believe it's marvelous. So the Bible, or in the Greek, it says this fellowship 
for this union. When God is uniting with man, he's having divine intimacy with man again. God has given him his seed. And by that seed brings forth his life. Because every seed brings forth of its kind. Is everybody still with me? Everybody still with me? So God's uniting with man and himself is to have, as the Greek says, for fellowship, a divine intimacy where now God and man become one. He's holy amongst his believers. He's Lord. He's not just a concept. He's not just an idea that we preach. Oh, you gotta get the Holy Spirit. You gotta get, when you get the Holy Spirit, you're getting God Himself. The person. God living in flesh. God becoming intimate with His believer. God becoming one. God now having holy communion. Not like the Catholic Church. But He said, my body is bread. Eat and do this in remembrance of me. It's having communion. It's having fellowship. It's God in a people. God moving them and bringing us out of time. Bringing us out of time. Getting us ready for eternity. Lifting, getting ready to lift the chain. To make that gap a circle again. Brother Tom, what are we, what time are we living in? We're living in the end time. Seed sign. Uniting time sign. Let me just read a couple of quotes here. Uniting time and sign. You, remember, at that day, it won't be a veiled parable no more. It'll be open to you to see the Father loves you. And you will be so united with God in his word until these things become a reality and you can see them and know them and know that they're true it's not nonsense he says you're united with the word it's absolutely right that's who i'm addressing this morning is believers because unbelievers will never see this. Unbelievers will never see this. God uniting with man. Look at this uniting. God is uniting his church with his word. God is uniting 
his church with his word. I've come from the Father, who was the word, and I go back to the Father, who is the word. The blood was in him then, and the blood is in him now. He said the church is uniting with God, the word, the word with the church. They're becoming the same. It's uniting time. It's uniting time. We see the signs. Lord God, unite me with you. Unite me with you. This is Brother Branham's prayer. That you and me, Lord, are one. Uniting time sign. Invisible union. Invisible union. Page 32. The life, the life, the life of the blood, the life of God, the life has come. And he's picked up a people. He's picked up a people. And now it's forming us into the head. For the rapture. Speaking on that tomorrow night. He says. You are born again. Or you're remarried again. To a new spiritual union. You once. Your old husband. Satan. You who are born in sin. Shaped in iniquity. Your old husband's dead. That old union's dead. You are now born new. A new spiritual union. Not a natural life of things of the world. But now you've got eternal life. And that germ that was in you. That eternal part of God. That germ that was in you at the beginning. That part of God. That was deposited in you. Found you. Only the redeemed see this. Only believers see this. In the message, oneness. Jesus prayed, Luke 17, I'm sorry, John 17, 11. Jesus prayed that the church would be one like he and the Father are one. That the church, we as members of the body of Christ would be one together, just like he and the Father are one. At that day, we would know that he was in the Father. What a union. What a oneness. Think about it now. What a union. What a oneness. They're together. The Father in him. And now he is in us, that together We are one. What a union. What a oneness. That would be to see God in his church till every member is perfect in harmony with each other. My, my, my. Here's the challenge. That we would be in harmony with each other and God. That the church that Jesus is coming for. That's the church that Jesus is coming for. They that are in harmony with each other and God.
Where is the life? We know where the life is. Brother Branham mentioned it. The Bible states it. We have proclaimed it. That the life of the flesh in Leviticus 17.11 is in the blood. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all by the blood. For that one, by that one offering, he hath perfected forever they that are sanctified. Now, I just looked up that and saved it to this point. We've been just an hour. But I want you to catch this as we start to wind it down. If you turn back to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14, I want, I'd like for you to read along in the scripture. And I'm going to give you three translations. The Bible says, for by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. I think we've driven that home. I hope we have. I hope the Holy Spirit has made that real to you. So for by one offering he has perfected them that are sanctified. Another translation says, they are perfected for all time. But I like the way this one came through and said, He has perfected them that are sanctified permanently. (laughs) You are permanently perfected. Those that are sanctified are permanently perfected. I want you to know you can go to church, Brother Bram says. But he says, I really want you to get saved. Where are those men that will stand on that platform and say to that man and that woman, you must be born again. You must get saved. I want to know where they are, he says. But I want you to know this morning, I want you to get really saved. I want you to come through that spray. That spray that he covered that gap with. I want you to be covered with that spray. Not the spray of theology. Not the spray of the idea of man of what the prophet thought he said. Just say what the word says. He says, I want you to come through that spray. I want you. To come through that spray. When once it was locked in Jesus Christ. Now. For he has perfected forever. Them which come to the blood of the spray of the body of Christ. You say, Brother Tom. Why would you even take a subject like this? Is because I'm starting to understand within my own life as time goes on, whether I be 65, 66, 67, 
that time does come to an end. Time comes to an end for teenagers that don't even get to live to 20. Time all comes to an end. But there's a time, saints of God, of reckoning. And I'd rather the people that would hear my voice this morning would come to the realization that the blood of Jesus Christ has come to cleanse you from all your sin. All your mistakes, all your shortcomings. To unite himself with you. That God and man become one again. And that he calls you permanently perfected. Because we're at an age where everybody feels their filth, their failures, their failings, their mistakes. Some people have complexes with this. But if you come to relationship and fellowship with the Father, that when you actually come to a union and communion with Him, you get alone in your little prayer closet and you get down on your knees and you start to call on Him. Ah, just, just to tell Him how much you love Him and how much He's meant to you and Count your blessings and give him all the praise and thanksgiving. You'll see very quickly, saints of God, a person that actually has a life or a consecrated life in Christ, that they'll start to view people as God views them. I just like you to get that. When you start to see how much of a failure you are, okay, we say, but don't get the complex of the failure. The failure is you've come to Calvary, and in Calvary, he sanctified you. At Calvary, he's permanently perfected you, and now you worship him, and you give him praise, and give him adoration, and you lift up his holy name, and you thank what he's done for you, and to your family, to your friends, and to a church, and to the body of Christ around the world, and you glorify God, and you get lost in his presence, and God and man becomes one, and you worship this living God, and all of a sudden, you start to take his nature, you start to take his mind, you start to take what he is. You don't see the faults of man because you start to view yourself the way God views you. How hard it was for a little child to say, sorry. For those who have children and have had them grown up and some that are having children now, you'll find when they've done something wrong and you ask him to say sorry I don't know why it's so hard Nathan sorry what kind of a father would we be or parent or friend and not receive it what kind of a God would we have that could not receive it but I want to let you know that when you are on your knees. Call on his name. Ask for repentance. Ask that the blood wash you. Ask that it sanctify you. 
I didn't have to go through every club I was at and every party I was at. I just said, oh, God, would you just cleanse me, Lord? I just received your, your price that was paid at Calvary. I just received you as my God and my Savior, my Lord and my King. Yeah, over the years you remember this and say, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I want to come into a fellowship with Jesus the same way and have fellowship with you. I want you to come through the spray of blood as I have come through the spray of blood, as sinners come through the spray of blood. Where Brother Branham said, Oh, sinner friend, tonight, if you could only be anxious to know your pardon is just waiting there. Just take the moment. Accept Jesus as your Savior. You'll be pardoned. You'll be sanctified. You'll be cleansed. Young man, you've waited. But won't you just come to Calvary? Won't you just fall down and accept him? Because then you can say, I am free. Free. Because the sun is up. I'm free. Jesus told us that at that day you shall ask in my name and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you for the Father himself loves you because you have loved him and have believed that I've come from God I came forth from God I've come into the world again and I leave the world to go to the Father That was an elaborate plan called redemption. That took God's thoughts to create and do. And I was just going through my Bible and thinking of Genesis and penning through Leviticus and going through Numbers and going through the Bible and Judges and going through it all. And how God, God penned himself in the word. And how that word was written for you and I to get an understanding of who he is. But then when Jesus came, he was the manifestation of God. He was the heart of God. He was the one that could now sanctify a people and bring them into fellowship again. With the Father. Not thoughts. But in now manifestation. Brother Branham said. What God loves. Was fatherhood. Because he was. A father. God loves. Fatherhood. Because he was a father. But it could not have been expressed. Unless there was the gap. And in the gap. Fatherhood is manifested. And we find out then. If he is a father. Then who are his sons? Who are his daughters? I'm looking at them this morning. 
Turn with me to Second Corinthians. Excuse me, Second Corinthians six and verse eighteen. Second Corinthians six verse eighteen and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. God came down in time to express fatherhood. Then father, being a father. He wanted to gather his sons and his daughters. And through the cross, he sanctified and perfected you forever. Listen to what the prophet says here. Or I'm sorry, the scripture, the last scripture. Turn to Revelation 21 and 3. Revelation 21, verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and they're faithful. These words are true and they're faithful. And he said unto me, It's done. I'm Alpha, Omega, the beginning, the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things and read with me and I will be his God and he Shall be my son. I want to say glory be to God. Nobody can make you be a son or add to your stature. The seed of God is in you. Our duty as minister is to water that seed. And water it. And water it. And you're to drink in and push out. Drink in. Push out. And let the life of God be manifested in you. Amen. And let that word come to pass within your life. So that you can Take your God-given possession of your inheritance. 
that God has given you in this hour. Not just to say that we are the sons and daughters of God, but that we are to manifest that God in us. That God in us. I really don't care how long it takes for you to manifest it. But if you are a seed of God, you will manifest it. Everybody get that? I don't care how long it will manifest. God will allow events to take place because he's got something in his mind. But first of all, Brother Bram said at one place, you have to blow out the the flues. Blow them out. Get all the garbage out of your mind. All churchianity out of your mind. Listen to what the word says you are. Walk in it. He says you're sanctified. And you're permanently perfected. Okay, I got that, Brother Tom. You took an hour to get to that place. Now I want to get to the place where, now that you know who you are, you have to rise up and possess the inheritance of a son and daughter of God. One brother said over the pulpit not too long ago, we got this need in our body. We got this need in our body. We prayed for Brother Ron in our body. There comes a time, saints of God, where the sons of God realize that they are the sons of God. We bind the workings of the enemy and we walk in the promise of God. But we need to blow out the flues of Laodicea. Brother Bram said, you got to blow out the, the... Sometimes we get caught up in our work. we got to blow that flu out. We get caught up in our hobbies or we get caught up in other ideas or we get caught up in doing stuff. But we've got to put on the mind of God. And Brother Bram said, he's built her up to the head. And at the thought of God, I'm going to show you not in parables... I'm going to show you openly. You are the redeemed, sanctified, perfected forever. Now walk in it. Walk in it, saints. Walk in it. Walk in the reality of who you are. We don't come to church just to clap our hands. We come to worship Him. You're here this morning. You're on the screen and you're watching me very intently. And that's all wonderful. But at the end of the day, there's got to be a time where you lift up your hands and say, Lord... I've been called to worship you, the true and living God. I come to glorify you, the King of glory. I come to manifest your word. Luther manifested his. Wesley manifested his. Brother Branham manifested his. But now there comes a time when the prophet was telling what the bride will be. She'll be one with him. She'll be united with him. She'll be tied to him. It will be an intimate relationship with him. We can talk about it, but do we live it? We can scream over the pulpit, tell you what to do. But do you do it yourself? Do I do it myself? Am I a hypocrite? I have to look at myself. If I don't look at myself, then who am I going to look at? 
and say, Lord, I read what your word says I'm to do. I don't care how long it takes now. I don't care how long it took. Joseph was given a promise. The sheaves will bow. The sun and the moon and the stars shall bow. But the Bible says he was 17 when he was given the vision. But he was 30 when it came to manifestation. He could have gone for 23 years or whatever length of time that took. 13 years. He could have said, you're to bow. You're to bow. But he had to go through the pit. You're to bow. You're to bow. But he had to go to prison. You're to bow. You're to bow. It will be in God's time. But I believe that Joseph tucked those prophecies in his heart and said, I will manifest what God showed me. And we sing, it's manifesting time. The fruit is on the vine and the lovely one. But I got to do this and I got to do that. But I don't have to time for the word of God. He's coming in plain view, but I'm too busy. I'm too caught up. I'm too... We're in that time when the chain is getting ready to be pulled. And the gap is going to be a perfect, perfected circle. And if you are a son and daughter of God this morning and realize that you've been sanctified and you've been perfected forever, there is a walk that you're to walk. There's a talk that you're to talk. There's a life that you are to live. There's a manifestation we need to manifest. You say, I'm in union with Christ. I'm in union with God. And blow our tops off. It's all right to be straight. I'm straight. People take your straightness as though you're angry. I'm not angry. People take correctness. Jesus took the whip. But he still was love. There's no excuse for it. But if it offends, ask for forgiveness. And receive it in the spirit of forgiveness. And make things right and go on with God and manifest it. Don't tell me how to live if you're not living it yourself. And I surely wouldn't tell you how to live if I don't live it myself. It's time to manifest Christ. I'm sure the time that Moses said to Caleb, wherever your foot trod, it's yours. It's yours. And he was 40. Three years old when he was given the promise. But he never forgot it. Never forgot it. And I don't want you to forget. I am the called. I am the sanctified. I am the permanently perfected of God. I am a son of God. I am got an intimate relationship with God. And I am going to manifest God. Walk around your mountain. I don't care how many giants are on that mountain. I say to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Take the sword of the Lord. And chop those giants off. And whether it take 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, it is indeed the time to manifest the sons and daughters of God. Are you the sanctified? Are you the perfected of God? By one offering, you have been sanctified. By one offering of the body of Jesus Christ, once and for all, that one offering has perfected forever. Them that are the set out in the mind of God before the foundation of the world. God in his mind knew that in this space of time he'd come to that end time. And there's a people to manifest what God had in his mind for you to do this morning. Musicians, why don't you please come?
I don't care how long. It's going to take. But if you are the redeemed of God, listen to what Brother Bram said in Shalom. He said, now his word has been vindicated. And indeed, it's true. It's the yea and amen. It's the true and it's faithful. So it's been vindicated, the word of God today. What is it to do? What do I care what this year brings? Are you listening to me now? We're ending that now. Listen to me now. What do I care this year brings? What do I care whether I live today or die tomorrow? Every word that he promised will be vindicated. And the church said, Amen. The word will be vindicated. Every one of them. If he is able to do it today after promising it 2,000 years ago, if it's 100,000 years today, Jesus will return to the earth in a visible body for a church, the redeemed, the bride, and she will be taken out of here. So regardless what comes, what fashions do, and people can wade into darkness, and they can believe what they want, but Jesus will return, and I trust my future to him. Can you say amen? The one that I'm intimate with, I trust my future to him. Let's bow our heads. I'm, uh, what's that song? Going home? I'm, no. Going home. I'm going home. As the musicians play that. And maybe there'll be one sinner, one unsaved. I never, ever take for granted that there's not someone that's going to listen that's not going to be a believer or that is not a believer at that time. I remember when Brother Andrew Spencer had come up with his daddy to come to our camp. And I prayed with him and he got saved. And He said for years people thought he was saved and he wasn't saved. But when he got it, saints of God, there was a manifesting of it. And it became a manifestation of the reality of God in his life. How many want more of God to become more real? Want an intimate walk with the Almighty God? That you can speak to Him and He can speak back to you. And you can say from the depths of your soul, Father, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then have Him come back and speak to you and say, I love you, son. You're my son. You're the sanctified. And you want that closer walk with God. Why don't you just lift up your heart to Him? I I don't care about your hands, but if you want to lift up your heart to Him and say, Lord, just a closer walk with Thee. Jesus, that's my plea. Heavenly Father, Different ones bowing, hands raised, heads bowed. I feel the pull. 
Lord, pull the come up yonder. Pull the come on home. Who knows? It could be my time. I don't. Whatever time it is, we're all allotted time. But there comes a time, Lord, where we have to come through the spray and let the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse us from all sin, that we can be indeed the sanctified, permanently perfected by the blood. So, Lord, there's those that may have lifted their hands and their heart and their eyes to heaven and said, Oh, God, I need an intimate walk with God. I need you, Lord, in a greater way. I pray, Lord, that you'll grant it to that mother, that daddy, that young man, that son, that daughter. That we could come into that holy union that we just don't look at you as some far off God, but that we can say you're my Father, our Father, who art in heaven. Holy is thy name. Those that want a closer walk with thee, Lord, I pray that you'll grant it is my plea. Those that want a more dedicated life, I say, Lord, grant it to them. More sanctified life. Lord, I pray you'll watch them. Those that want, Lord, to walk in their adoption and let Jesus Christ, as your prophet said, Jesus came to make this real to me. Make it real to each and every one of us, Lord Jesus. I ask that your grace be upon every home, every person that's heard the word this morning, that they be strengthened, edified, and built up into the faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's just sing that as the musicians play it. Going home. I'm going home. There's nothing, nothing to me here. Amen. Through this prophet, I've got a glimpse. Of that heavenly praise God, I'm going home. Let's all sing it together. Oh, I'm going home. I'm going home. Oh. Do you have that glimpse of that heavenly land? Praise God, I'm going home. You
I'm kind of homesick. Wonderful 
relationship that you have with the Lord Jesus become more intimate spiritually naturally may you learn to walk with this glorious risen Savior I know I'm crying out for more I've got a whole part here that I I feel the pull I want to go home I want to be ready I just want to have that relationship but the Bram said when he pulls the cord he said we'll all go home together God bless you have a wonderful day may the presence of God that's here may it saturate your home may you find yourself shut in with God this week and have wonderful communion and a blessed time you're dismissed in Jesus name God bless you